Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 42. My name <laughs> is Mangile Makwakwa, and I'm your host for the show. Find me under in the Wealthy Money Facebook group, right? So just type yeah. in Wealthy Money or find me as Vangile Makoko on Instagram. You'll also find me as on the Wealthy Money Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm Lisa Rainmaker. She doesn't want to introduce you today. So I'm Lisa Rainmaker on all the platforms, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, and this Wealthy Money group. Um, where on Thursdays we talk about property and in, on any day actually when you want to talk about yeah. property. <laughs> Episode 32 is a repeat guest. 42. With a diff- 40, <gasps> episode 42. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Something. Episode 42 is a repeat <laughs> guest, but with his property journey. Ubakeng Khaidadi yeah. is an um, is an accountant and a tax expert, mm. but he also is a property developer, and mm. we felt like he hadn't done justice. We hadn't done justice yeah. if we haven't given you his property journey. It is not yeah. your usual property journey. So I'm so so thrilled yeah. that. He, he said, yes, you know, he understands this work and he understands what we are about. So he was so easy, actually. We didn't even have to convince him to come back. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so easy. Guys, this podcast mm-hmm. is awesome. So at first, Uba Gang starts us off by talking about income uh, statements and balance sheets and just li- laying the groundwork for us. But he then went in a whole interesting direction where he started sharing his incredible journey of how, because he hadn't mastered his relationship with money, how that then affected his property investment journey. And we have never had it laid out like this before in this podcast. And I am so grateful because we keep talking about the importance of why you do the inner work and the work that you do around your relationship with money so that it doesn't sabotage your property journey. And he just shared it all. So yeah. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. So this was a wealthy money come property podcast. Sure. It was just awesome. Awesome. You yeah. don't want to miss this. And I promise you, you're going, you're going to want to to actually listen to it more than once. Shall we True. do this? Yes, let's go on to Wakeng. Hi, Wakeng, welcome again. We're so excited. <laughs> guys, you guys don't know, but on the back end, we have been talking. We're like 45 <laughs> minutes late with this podcast recording because we've just been talking. So yeah. <laughs> We have, resolved, we have resolved all the issues of the land. Hi, Wakeng, again. <laughs> Hello, Miranda. Hello, Bangile. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, Ubergang, we wanted you back because, you know, so many people were saying, you're that guy really, really helped us open up our eyes about thinking big. 
But then we are also not so, we love the teachings, but we also want to know the person behind the teachings. So we, we have you back to talk about your real estate journey. So please, can you tell us about your first ever property and how you bought it? And if you were planning to be a property investor when you bought it? Okay, no, wonderful. So, so I guess, I guess, you know, there's the universe. I must, I must start by saying that the universe is a, is a highly organized entity. Mm. Uh, and the reason I want to start with that is because the question we are dealing with, and when you're asking me about my property journey, I realize that I need to first recognize and acknowledge that. Mm. And the reason I'm saying that is that I say, I know that many times also in my personal life, uh, and I can share many, many stories of my clients where they will say, Ish, something bad happened. Uh, something that I was not planning on happened. Uh, mm. But then a year or two later, they realized that that so-called mistake, that mm. so-called bad thing that happened, it was actually an order to safeguard them and to set them up for something, something else. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that I understand. I understand that. The reason I'm starting with that, even when we talk about my journey in property, I'm realizing that, so me growing up, I was always attracted to wealth. Mm. Um, okay. Me growing up, I would see, I can remember very well, I think I was 14 years old or 15 years old. I saw a, a beautiful picture of a couple next to a Mercedes Benz and a large, big house. So as, as a boy, I said to yeah. myself, you know, when I grow up, you know, when you grow up, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, said, I said to myself, when I grow up, I'm going to get myself a beautiful wife. We're going to have Mercedes Benz. We're going to have a big house. <laughs> so this, is, this was my dream from my... 14 years old, 15 years old. Mm. Then I go to high school. At high school, uh, my English teacher, I will never forget this guy. He said, accountants make a lot of money. Now, <laughs> so when he said, accountants make a lot of money, I said, really? And I remember one time I asked him, so I said, you mean I'll be able to have a beautiful wife, a Mercedes Benz and a big house? <laughs> Uh, and, and, and my English teacher said, yes. So from that, I decided I must be an accountant. Okay. Wow. So, and, and when I start by saying that the universe is a highly organized organism and entity, I go back to that story to say, where I find myself in property, lots of things have happened to find myself where I am. So, yeah. Great, I, I get into accountancy. I mean, I, I have been in a number of businesses, even from high school. I started selling sweets at high school. Um, I was a photographer at school. So when the school went on, on school trips, uh, I was a photographer, I was making money. So I've, I've been in business for about 12 years, 13 years old and things like that. But, but so the issue of, I, I think this is where the, the, the importance of being an accountant comes in in the area of property investments. Right. And 
the reason I always say to people that you must get advice, you must get a, a good accountant is because of my experiences. Mm. And so for me, my, my background and my training in the area of accountancy has helped me to understand investments and to understand yeah. much, much better. Okay. So, now, getting into, getting into property, um, I, I, my, I, I got into property, the first time I got into property, I was, I was still a trainee accountant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Being a trainee accountant, I remember at the time, I was earning about, I think at the time, it was 10,000. No, not even that. I think it was 500 or 600 rents a month. Okay. Wow. And when I looked at the rent I was paying, I was, uh, because I understood cash flow, uh, money in, money going out, I realized my rental was just an expense and I was not getting wealthy. Oh, yeah, wow. I did not like that. So immediately I said, no, man. This, instead of it being an expense, it must be minimizing my liability so that in future, mm. five years or 10 years, I must have an asset. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Wow, you reached that conclusion all by yourself. Yep. Just, wow. and, and that's why I'm saying it's important that we understand that the universe is highly organized. There's no yeah. mistake. So you yeah. must see that from high school, this, this teacher says to me, accountants make a lot of money. So I follow the accountancy profession. In my mind, yes, I want to make money. And yeah. as an accountant, I'm paying rent. I'm realizing that, no, 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 this is not good. Uh, I'm yeah. making something that's rich. I'm just getting an expense, expense, expense. Yeah. It was at that time where I, I first bought my property... Uh, I think I was about 19 years old. Was I 18 years old? Uh, yeah. Around, around that time. Yeah. But now, you must remember at that time, because I was a minor, I needed a major to sign a contract for me. Okay. Mm. So I had a bit of a struggle because when I spoke to my elders and said, hey, I need someone to sign for me. I want to buy a house. I think going back to something we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yo, 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 yo. How okay. you <laughs> Are you crazy? I mean, you want to buy a house. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just thinking, you know how, how the elders are? They were probably thinking there's going to just be a lot of bad things happening in that house. <laughs> that can be the only reason you want it. You know, girls, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so it, 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 was, it was quite difficult. So to cut a long story short, that's how I, I was asking a couple of people, even colleagues, and then I discovered that uh, it, it would be easier to, to establish a, a legal persona. Now, this is talking wow. about companies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, companies, trusts. Uh, yeah. well, I want to talk about but you see the issue of, of corporate persona or legal persona is something that we see all over the world uh, yeah. in, in, 
the UK, you have the Companies Act, the United States, you've got that. You know, all over the world, we have got these legislations that right. enable us to create legal persona. Mm. So it was at that time that uh, to, to try to resolve some of the issues I had to say, I cannot be paying rent forever. And, and so you must understand from the accountant's point was that rental simply means money going out of you. You are, you are, you are creating expenses, but your net worth is not increasing. Mm. So, so that's why for me at that stage, I said, I must buy my own property. Yeah. And then what happened is that, uh, yes, I created, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the, my age then when I created my first closed corporation. It was a closed corporation at that time. But the, but the interesting thing is that now that I had a closed corporation, yeah. I decided, why should I buy one house if I was making somebody else rich by me being a tenant, why don't I have many properties and other people can make me rich? Yes. So this is where this thing uh, uh, began for me. Um, and I remember even the, I always, I always talk to young people when I'm at university saying that I made my first million when I was 21. And the reason wow. why that status at that, it was through property. Yeah. Wow. So walk us through that process of, so you get the first time, the first house that you bought, did you buy it uh, from the bank, uh, from a bank loan, or did you get other people to help you? And then how did you go from the first house to the many houses so that you become a millionaire by 21? Okay, so what, I, what happened is that, so remember, remember how this thing began was, I was unhappy that I was just accumulating expenses. And that's why mm-hmm. I went after saying, I must buy my own house. So yeah. my, the first house I bought, it was on a loan from, I don't remember whether it was F&B at the time. But I started searching around saying, I want to buy a house, I want to buy a house. Uh, I wasn't, I, at the time, I wasn't thinking about flats. But I bought a house and I got a loan uh, because in as much as I was that young, remember, so, so for me, immediately after, after matric, I mm. joined uh, KPMG as a trainee accountant. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I, want, I, I joined KPMG is I had this dream of being rich and having a Mercedes Benz and having a big house and having <laughs> a <big> wife. <laughs> Okay, so, so my first house, I got it with a loan. Uh, it was yeah. from a developer. Uh, that yeah. company. But yeah, my first house was from a, from a bank loan that I got. Okay. Okay, and then how do you get the next houses? Okay, now, from there, it was a big jump because I was, I was, I was, I was really... So remember now, I, I've got this house, and my thinking at the time was, okay... I have been, and I looked at my balance sheet. I, I have a program where now I'm starting to share with people the income statement and the balance sheet. Yeah. And I think, I think even as we are talking to property magicians today, is it's important that they must understand that the issue of, of financial statements, the issue of the income statement and the balance sheet, 
This mm. is stuff that only accountants know. Yes. And I'm going to be recording a, a, a YouTube video over the next few days where I actually show people that income statement and balance sheet, this is a simple concept. I mean, yes. when you talk about income statement, we are talking about your income and your expenses. That's it. Nothing, nothing. Yes. And all that stuff about it. We talk about yes. a balance. We are simply talking about your, your assets. We are talking about a liability. However, I understand that perhaps yeah. colleagues, with all due respect, have been saying, no, 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 no. You mustn't know a balance sheet. I'm an accountant. I, only I know a balance sheet. You mustn't know yeah. the income. But so the truth of life is, is that these are simple things. And for me, yes, I, I was a trainee accountant. And yes, my, my first unease was when I looked at my income statement, I was yeah. unhappy that from my income, I had so much expenses and yeah. my net worth was very low. So, yes. and, and I guess it's important that, that we share this just to, to, to clarify the understanding that. So I come from the point where I'm unhappy to say I have so much expenses. Yeah. And with a lot of expenses, your net worth does not increase that much. Yeah. However, when you minimize your expenses and you increase your income, your net profits are big and your net worth increases much faster. So, Vangile, the question you are asking, you are saying, from the one house to the many houses. That transition is important now. Remember from my childhood dreams of being wealthy, wanting to be rich, uh, I, then, I then was asking myself a question when I looked at my income statement and my net worth to say, how, how do I become rich? And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with being rich or with being wealthy. Yeah. Uh, and especially for property magicians, I was then saying, I was asking myself the question, with, with one house, this is how my net worth has improved. With the mm. one house, this is how my balance sheet has improved. Yeah. And the question I was then asking myself was, how can I improve my balance sheet better next year? And the question was then, before I had a house, I was making someone's balance sheet look better and someone's mm-hmm. look better. Yeah. It was at that time where I began saying, where are the other properties that I can find? Yeah. So it, it's important. I must also share this. I must also share this. Uh, and, and I guess this, this is important because if, if you're asking me now, I will tell you that the best investment is property. Yeah. I was exposed to other potential investments. And at the time, working for, for one of the largest global firms, KPMG, I had access to lots of gurus, if we were to say that, in the area of yeah. investment. Yeah. And, and so, so, so when I was talking to people saying, I'm looking for properties to invest in, lots of my mm-hmm. colleagues, they were around me were saying, okay, over here, you're looking for investments, you're looking for investments. And they would come up with a whole lot of other possible investments that I could invest in. And so so remember at that time, I'm young. uh, And yes, at that time, I wasn't even 21. So here's this young boy, young brown boy, to top it Mm. off. 
Yeah. yeah. Brown, not even 21, talking about wow. investments. Wow. Yeah. So the, the advice I was getting, I was being told about unit trusts. I was being told about fixed investments. I was being told about yeah. all, all the but then, so th- this is where I, I like to say the universe is a very organized living organism because I was then able yeah. to evaluate what, what can I get from a, from a fixed investment? What is yeah. the return investment? Yeah. Uh, I would look at your JSE investments. I would look at yeah. return investments. So, yeah. so at, at that young age, uh, Maybe I was in my late 19s, 20s, maybe early, early, better. I was able to assess and evaluate the different investments. Yes. And I must say, especially because you're talking to property magicians here, out of my assessment at that time, I yeah. learned that getting the right property gives me what is called a better ROI, the return investment. Okay, so you found out about the ROI. So please take us through to what that led you to in terms of your uh, the properties that you then bought. I was then I was I was really focused on getting properties. I, well, I looked for properties, uh, newspapers, looking for property, looking for property. Fortunately for me, yeah. I got attracted to the advert that I was talking about, land for sale uh, by a company that was in liquidation. Oh, wow. I contacted the, the attorneys and I said, listen, yeah, I want to come and see you. And, and so the challenge I was having then was I was this young boy and I was going to speak to these lawyers about a company that was in liquidation. So I had to, mm-hmm. I had to find an older friend. I had to make an, uh, friends with someone who was much older than me. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I had to go and see the lawyers with someone older so that this thing can yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we went. Yeah, we went to Pretoria, um, spoke to the lawyers, to said that yeah, we want to buy this. There was about 140. It was about 140 or 150 properties. Now, oh wow, these properties, this is land. So what yeah. happened to this company is that uh, it had its own challenges and all that stuff. It was a company that was in liquidation. Yeah. After the meeting, yes, I had to uh, find an, a lawyer, get a lawyer on my side to say, yeah. And obviously the first question is, oh my king, you want a lawyer? You know how? And that was a question I was always finding I had to deal with. How old are you? And sometimes I, I would try yeah. to make my, my voice deep. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old enough type of thing. You know? But yeah. long story short, um, we, we convinced the attorneys that we will buy the all the properties. Wow. Uh, I made my own calculation. All the 140 properties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. This was 140. This is vacant land. So, yeah. 
it was properties that were serviced. Um, you, you, the property magicians knows what we call it when you talk about serviced land. So this was serviced land. Yeah. My task at the time was simply to build houses. And I found myself also having to learn about building houses, the whole issue of being registered, the whole issue of uh, building off, 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 off plan. So, wow. So these are the things that I had to do. And remember, I'm- So you were committing to, uh, to buy 140 properties. Yep. Yeah, so to build them, actually, not just buy them, but to buy the land so that you can build 140 properties. That's correct. And you are not even 21 yet. Nope. So, so, wow. So you see, you see when, I say, when I say the universe is organized, I look at all those experiences, the desire to be an accountant, and I found that it was, it, was, it was a good setup. I was being set up. Yes. So yes, um, working for, it was also good that I was working for an international firm of accountants. So they, they, there was lots of contact, yeah. right connections. And yes, so, so now here I am, I've got a contract in my company, or no, in my, I must be legal, in my close corporation. It was a close yeah. corporation that I was a member of. Uh, we had bought 140 vacant properties yeah so fortunately for me fortunately for me uh, and i'm going back so the first house that i bought it was a house that was built by another company i bought a, a, a it's called a land and contract agreement so i bought land with a contract and they built for me yeah the next house i i built before i go to the 140 properties so the next time yes. I said, because remember, I'm always looking at my income statement and balance sheet. Yeah. I found that the first house I had bought, it was a four-roomed house. It had two bedrooms, a bathroom, and a kitchen. Yes. I, was, I found that it was already too small because I wanted to have an office. Yes. So, so that four-bedroom house was too small for me at the yes. time. I decided I needed to buy a bigger house. Yes. But then in building a bigger house, I realized that if I buy like I did the first time, I'm making something else rich. Yeah. Nothing wrong with doing that. But I said, because I would go to site every weekend when they were busy building, I would see people, you know, getting concrete and there'll be plumbers and there'll be... So I saw the whole process when they were building my first house. Yeah. The second house... The second house I owned, I bought land and mm -hmm. I built it myself. When I say I built it myself, oh. is I organized the builders, I organized the people that would plaster. The, so the second house that I owned, I built it myself. And yes, I did get funding from the bank. Um, yeah. uh, so, so this is also very important in that, yes, the first house I bought, the second house I bought, the second thing, so my second property, I bought land and mm -hmm. I built it myself. When I say I built it myself, I got all the contractors and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, by the time we get to the, the 140 properties, this is when two things were happening. I was still yeah. as a trainee accountant at the time. Yes. But in the evenings and in the weekends, from my bigger home, 
I would consult to people, people would come to see me. I would assist them with accounting. I would assist them with uh, uh, taxes. And that, is, that was my life. So during the day, yes, I would go to, yeah. I would wake up in the morning, go to work, evenings, uh, then I'm running my own business. Yes. Now, so the 140 properties, now this becomes my third, I'll call them my third property because that's actually, that's what, this is what it was. Yes. Now, with my third property, which comprises 140-odd vacant plots, yes. I was then able to, because when I was now selling these things, because remember I bought 140, I'm selling them individually. And at that time, most of our people only knew to buy completed houses. And mm. most of our people at the time, they would buy land with a building contract. So I yeah. said, my second property, I did land and building myself. So I know how to do this. I had made friends with the builders and the plumbers and all that stuff. Yeah. So going to the 140 properties, it was easy for me then to have a team of people just in, in the area to say, listen, we're going to be building houses. I would agree on prices with them and all that stuff to make sure that the house that, when we're saying we are selling this house at, uh, I think at the time we were selling houses for 50,000 and 60,000. Okay. What, what year was this? This is now, um, yeah, you, you, Bangile, you're wanting me to give away my age, but it's fine. <laughs> it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the late 80s. Okay. Okay, that's good enough. So, uh, because I'm just thinking, when you're talking about for 50,000 and 60,000 rand for a house, if someone's listening to this and thinking this was 2010, like, yeah. we're so, right? Because, like, someone is yeah. like, I need to go find this right now. So, we're just yeah. making it known that yeah, these no, no. prices are no longer on, that mar- on the market. No. So, yeah. wow. So now yeah. you've got these 140 properties, Ubakeng. He's how selling do you start them. to sell them? How do you, I get that you, you've got this package, you've got a marketing package. How long did it take to sell the 140 properties? It took, it took we managed to sell them off in about, it was just over a year. It was about 14 Wow. Okay, that's wow. good. Yeah. Okay, so Obakeng, let's just pause there because um, our, 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 our time is also limited. So you, you have acquired this bulk of land and you have now. So in your heart and in your whole body, when you never, you, you were not moving with doubt in that time, your only challenge was that you are now in development, being thrown into <laughs> development, you had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you were thrown into development without planning. It, there, sure. there wasn't any doubt of where you were going in your wealth journey. Is am I mm. am I right to say that? Where, where where remember in where I was going on my wealth journey, yeah. my thing that was driving me was that fourteen year old boy, fifteen year old boy who was saying, exactly. "I want to be rich, exactly. uh, and I want to have a Mercedes Benz and a big house." 
<laughs> okay, yes, I understand that. So that's great. So I love so that. Are, <laughs> I really love that. I mean, it was just big, big, the big house I like. Just a big house and a Mercedes Benz that equals wealth. But this is how you think at fourteen, right? At fourteen, yeah. this is the goal. <laughs> oh my god! So whether you didn't even have the time to sort out whether you are you are buying for profit and appreciation or you are just looking for cash flow in this property it was instant you were just like from two houses to 140 colors so there there you are <laughs> and it was just yeah. we are making yeah. money right now am, am i right to say sure. that <laughs> yes remember i was watching my income statement and balance sheet the whole time the whole time but there was no fear. Oh my God, this, this is, is like what? from two properties to 140 properties. Yeah, that's for me. I mean, like, yeah. You want to tell me that you are such an accountant that you're just like about the numbers. <laughs> that the numbers made sense and that was like, okay. I must, I guess it's also, it's also important to share something not so good that happened. Okay. Okay. And there's something not so good that happened. It is, it is me, and this is what we are subjected to. Because I got, yeah. I made, I made money. I made lots yeah. of money. Yeah. But yeah. The the bad thing that happened it was me and my beliefs. Yeah. I come from a very Christian family. Okay. And unfortunately, we get programmed that making a lot of money, you are not going to heaven. So, so, so unfortunately for me, yeah. my initial drive was being rich, uh, getting a big house. This was my drive. And yeah. I realized after and during that, when I was having lots and lots of money and I was getting attention, people wanting to make friends with me. And at that time, at that time, I must emphasize, I was not aware that my beliefs were that being rich and having a lot of money, it means God will not be pleased with me. I don't know which God they were talking about, but I had that, that psychological belief that overcame, you're, you're making so much money, God is not pleased with you. And I sabotaged myself because oh, no, going okay. at home, I believed that being a good boy, being a good man, you must please God. Those were my, my subconscious oh. I see. Oh I my see. gosh. So this God doesn't even want you to, to have lots of money so that you can probably share it or do some good, build some schools and some roads, no? That, that <laughs> God doesn't want you. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah, no, just checking. The question you're asking is a very Okay. <laughs> it's a very famous question. It's a weird God, this one. <laughs> you know, but, but so anyway, long story short, I, I sabotaged myself. I understand. So how did you sabotage yourself? What did you do? Did you spend the money as fast as it came? Did you then get into bad business deals? Because I, I can only imagine for a 21-year-old to suddenly make so much money from selling 140 houses in one, in one year. That is yeah. a lot of money at that age. So what did yeah. you do? And in the late 80s, it's not like there were a lot of black 
people that had that much money on display and talking Mm. about it. So you couldn't find a tribe of other people to have these discussions. Yeah, I couldn't. You're you're right. I couldn't have. So the the challenge I had, two challenges. I had had no friends. And when I say I had no friends, I had no Mm. people I could talk to to get advice, to say, what do I do going forward? It was, it was yeah. a very lonely journey for me. Uh, lots of people that I spoke to, my elders, if I would try to make friends with someone who was into property, into business, these were people who, look, I, I was in my early 20s, these were people in the 40s. And it was like, mm-hmm. I'm, an unexpected, I'm, I'm a young man without respect. Why am I doing talking to old people? Yeah. Sure. That was my challenge. Now, challenge number two with my incorrect beliefs, it was nonsensical beliefs. Mm. Subtracting myself was that I would not honor clients when they would phone, hey, Kubakeng, I believe you've got properties I want to buy. Can you take me out? I want to oh. go. Oh, simple things like that, right? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. would not honor my appointments. Yeah. Uh, oh. When Sometimes people would go to the side and they wouldn't find me. So when I say I sabotaged myself, is that my mm. business went bad because yeah. of myself. Yeah. 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 Because of the things I was doing myself. Wow. And, Such and an it, important thing. Yeah. Right. That's, that's very important to share with, with our money magicians. So yeah. are you telling me, that business went bad and you, you, you absolutely, and, and I find that our guests as well that we've had here, um, they share very openly about that. They'll tell you my early arrogance, my whatever, and yeah. you can actually pin it down to how yeah. you didn't believe you actually deserved that and you tended yeah. to sabotage, you tended to sabotage it yourself. That's very important for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've spoken about the challenges and yeah, that, that is the yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, and over again, you've touched on, you didn't have a good tribe. At the time, yeah. who was in your tribe besides yourself and sure. then probably the conveyance lawyer that helped you? Was there any, any, anyone else mm. that, was, that was around you where you could share some challenges and, 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 and where you could maybe delegate some, some of the stuff that you had to do? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Miranda, this is, this is, I must accept this is a very painful area yeah. in that the people that I was close to Yes. And I must emphasize at that time. At that time. Yeah. At that time, the people who I was close to were my, my friends at the accounting firm where I was training. Yes. At that yeah. time, was people, they were not brown people. Uh, yeah. I was, it was people from, from different races. Okay. I was one of the, yeah. I was one of the, I was a lone ranger because at work, yeah. What I wanted to do, number one, I'm a brown young man. Yeah. What, what do I know about property? No one yeah. took me. Yeah. My, next, yeah. my next circle of associations or in my life was the church. 
my, my dad like you crying. My dad was very big in church. Uh, I grew up being a youth leader in our church. Uh, so it was work and church and university because I was studying also. Yeah. At but yeah. I found myself isolated in all these three areas. In that yeah. at my place, at my training, this brown young man, what the bleep does he know? Yeah. I go to church and trying to speak to the elders, I have no respect. What am I talking to them? Yeah. I'm talking about owning properties. Do I understand what does God want? Uh, I would no. get the poor shall see. They would say the, it's, rich, it's easy for the canon to go through the middle than for a rich man, you know, to get to heaven. Wow. I would get quoted scriptures wow. of money, the root of all evil, and all that. Oh my gosh, this is such a deep God wound, hey? So, so deep. Wow, Ubakeng. Who yeah. could I speak to at my university? I studied at VEDS, I studied at uh, mm. UNISA, I studied at UKZN. But in all these places, uh, for me, unfortunately, I found myself being all alone because I couldn't speak to my lecturers. I couldn't yeah. speak to my classmates. I was doing something yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. 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 So, it, was, it was very difficult for me all around. Yeah, yeah, I did that. So that's that's the True. importance of the tribe. And yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and, and so so I guess it's important as as property magicians today to to build our own tribe. To yeah. and, and some of us that are at different levels, it's important that it should be easy to to help others in a different league. Yeah, that are yeah. 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 So, Uba Gang, this is just, I'm so glad. Like, you've touched on everything that we believe in in such a short space of time. You touched on mindset, you touched on tribe, tribe. you touched on our That's God it. wounds and just the family issues. So many of the things that we talk about that hold people back from building wealth. But yeah. obviously, so after that, did you lose the money and what happened? Did you then find yourself Are you rebuilding a having... new portfolio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what happened is this, this happened in a number of cycles for yeah. about yeah. probably late, late 80s, beginning 90s, for about 10 years, mm. 10 to 15 years. Mm. This is the yeah. cycle that I went through. Mm. So remember, yes. I have sabotaged myself in my first business property business yes. and the business yes. is so so good yes. so at the time i'm not aware why am i not making as much money yes at the time was i must go into a different business oh so I took oh i see what happened right i'm just <laughs> can i just quickly interject because this is literally what i teach in the money magic course mm -hmm. it's that you went beyond your limits of how much yeah, money you can make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you up-leveled beyond your family's money story and broke yes. a deep vow of loyalty to the family. <laughs> and yeah. that like shook you at your mm -hmm. core and you sabotaged. And then after that, what often happens when we do that, we try to get rid of money and then we find that we just cannot make money no matter what we do because we cling even tighter to the vows and the family stories. 
Yeah. Oh man. So, so, so what happened for me then? So I'm saying, okay, this business is not going so well. I must go into a different business. No, oh, okay. So you changed track. I changed track. I went into a different business. I must tell you, I was one of the people that are in, in many, many businesses. I believe in, about, in the space of about 10 years, 15 years, I got involved easily in 20 or 30 businesses. No what? way. <laughs> and, and no, but this is what, but Uba Gang, this is what money trauma looks like. People think that expansion is a breeze, but once we expand beyond our family story of money, this is what can happen. You will go from, I used to make lots of money. Money used to come easily to now I am just that person that just does whatever and nothing is coming together. Oh my gosh. So, can you just give me a range of what kind of business you sold <laughs> to, to pod? <laughs> I'm just, I mean, just a range, just a, an example. Say like, uh, so this is what happens. So, so I take my money out of the property business. Oh my goodness. Mm. One of the Yo. businesses I was into, it was a very unique uh, battery clamp. Uh, it it huh? was called Clip It. So, clip It. Mm. Clip It. So you use it on the car battery. You know, normally yeah, on the car, I see it. those things that you screw on. And, and yeah. So I, I invested into that business. Yes. I remember I had a team. Uh, I remember <laughs> one of the older gentlemen that was my employee. Yeah. They did, so a lot of times when I would go into meetings, I would make it as if he's the boss. But oh. it was funny because in meetings, so even though he looks like he's a boss, he had to take instruction from me. From so, you, yeah. <laughs> it was a very fancy. But what happened is that, so I was into the clipping business. I made a lot of money. And wow. then, Obakeng, you're making too much money. That thing Again. Again. Yes. Yeah. It's a very real thing, Obakeng. I'm so glad that you're talking about this. It is so yeah. real. Yeah. Okay. The other business, it was called Cabrella. It, we had this, this white plastic that would cover a whole car. Uh, yeah. So that when, when you, maybe when you don't have a garage at home, you've bought this thing and you're covering your car. Or maybe if you're at work and there's no garage at work, your car is in the sun. So we would be selling the, these, what did we call that? We call that the Cabrella thing. So there's another okay. business. Okay. Mm. This went very well. I made a lot of money and there was okay. a time I was very successful and I think I was in about four or five provinces. I sabotaged wow. myself. Wow. Guys, that wow. is real. That is such an important sure. thing. So anyhow, so what how, what reeled you back into yeah. property again, over again? What 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 is that? What is that journey about? Have you, have you recovered back into property as, you, as a class of investment that you understand and you knew very well? I, I will tell you the last set of property investments, and, and I guess the reason this, this last set is important is yeah. before I, I realized the truth about my life, before yeah. I realized the truth about what was the problem with my businesses, and a lot of money. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I, there was a, my, and the reason I'm talking about this last set of properties is before I talk about where I am now. Okay. Yes. yes. So, this last so set. The, the last set of properties, 
uh, I, I stay in Baklu right now. Okay. Yeah. And there was a time where out of the monies that I had made from my different businesses, mm-hmm. my intention was to buy the whole of Baklu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uma Keng doesn't talk oh. about anything small. Right? <laughs> no, Uma Keng is not in that business of <laughs> dreaming small. Yeah. <laughs> So I had bought, uh, I think I had, I had bought, I think at the time I owned about five or six properties in Batu. Okay, yeah. And my intention yeah. was to buy the whole township. Yeah. So sure. into doing this, it, it's not good that people know that this is your plan. You, you know, you do it undercover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you buy this property with one company, buy another property with another company and so on and so forth. Yeah. That's- I had a few properties in Batlu. I also had a few properties in Harte Beers. Uh, wow. I think at the time when we... we How when many pro- did you have in Harte Beers when you say a few? I think I had about two, three. I think I had about four properties in Harte Beers. Wow. Um, and then where else did I have? But, but what happened? I'm talking about this... But- Umakeng, I love how you sabotage yourself, but you constantly have money in the sabotaging process. <laughs> I'm thinking you sabotage yourself and you're one of those that sabotages and goes to bankruptcy and broke. Yeah, you know, and sleeps just, in the car. <laughs> no, like I kept waiting for the story to get there, but no, we're not getting there. <laughs> Yeah. But continue. Yeah. It's but still it's, a great story, though. Yeah. No, it, it, it's very sad. Vangile, I, I always say to people that had I not had the erroneous beliefs I had from childhood, I know. Yeah. I, should I, know. Be, I should be accounted amongst the billionaires. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's, it's, so you've got these few properties in Batlu. I like this story. I've got a few properties in Batlu, Hartis, uh, and a couple of other places. But I think also in Port. In Port, I was doing a township development as well. Okay. But, so this is, this is what has happened. And this, is, this happened before we had, it was 2008, 2009, when we had a market crash. Oh, oh yeah. So at that time, the market crash came when I was having worries about my wealth. Mm. So for me, 2008, 2009, 2010, those two years, three years, it was, it was a double whammy against my business in that, number one, I was starting to get worried about my wealth. Number mm-hmm. two, uh, we had that market crashing, that rental properties and you know, the market was not for the sellers at the time. So yeah. one of the things that happened also at that time is that I was overexposed in my property oh, investment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Over, mm-hmm. Overexposed in that my, my liabilities were too high and the equity in the properties at the time, it could, not, not, sustain, it could oh. not sustain us until we are out of that. So okay. I lost lots and lots of money during that time. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. So, so then, mm-hmm. yeah, go for it, Misa. So anyway, so you have, you have gotten back into rebuilding a property portfolio. That's the bottom line. And that's, yeah. that's where you are at because you still believe 
you believe in the asset class as a, as, as a true uh, wealth builder in, in yeah. real estate as a true wealth builder. Is that the bottom line? That's correct. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Mm. Then I don't know about you. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. I just have one last here. question. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I feel like without even intending it, this podcast has become a podcast of really analyzing what can go wrong in our real estate journey. Absolutely. Right. I feel like it's Absolutely. such a part. This is Yet another powerful podcast, Uba Gang, just incredible. Yeah. So um, can you tell us where are you right now on your property journey? After everything happened, where are you right now in 2020? Have you been able to salvage properties? How many properties do you own? And how does your real estate portfolio look like now? Okay, good. The, the important thing where I am, I have, I have a number of properties right now. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. we talk about them right now, I think the the personal learning journey that I will briefly touch on is important because obviously around that time I, you I have had only to, three minutes of again for that. Yeah. No? Okay. So, so what I had to do is I had to do a lot of introspection <gasps> to find yeah. what's going on. And fortunately for me, I met different teachers. Uh, that, mm. that that's when I began to realize that the problem was not in the business. Was not the money. The problem was Amen. I really want everyone to hear this. Can we underline that again, guys? The problem was not the money because it's never about the money. It never is. <laughs> the problem was not the money. The problem was not even the property, the properties that are owned. The problem okay. was mm. me. The problem was my subconscious beliefs. Yeah. The problem mm. was that, that programming that I had. And unfortunately, and I love my church, I love my parents, but it's unfortunate that I had, I had accepted a lot of things from my church and from my parents that were not saving me. Yeah, so, that were not helpful. Yeah. 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 So, uh, just in brief, it's, you know, until for, for about two to three years, I went through that personal introspection, learning, and so on and so forth. So today where I am, the, the, the property portfolio I have built, I must say that I'm happy that it's, it's a new beginning. So for me, I, I'm, I'm saying I've started from scratch. Yeah. 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 So yeah. how many properties do you currently have at the moment? So mm. now I have this development. Uh, we are doing this, this. This should yield. It's going through what is called town planning process now. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it has been interrupted by the, the global pandemic. Covid. But from mm. there, we should be able to, the town planner was talking about 170 properties from that. So it's wow. a big piece yeah. of land, uh, okay. that we should be able to build about 170 properties. Units. Okay. Wow. There is two other properties that we, our discussions on those two properties have been interrupted. Uh, but yeah. on those two properties, we're going to be able to build about 250 odd properties on those. Uh, wow. But, but then, so that is where we are. And I guess for our property magicians, it's just important to know that build the right tribe around yourself, get the right advisors. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Yeah. I love that. I love that very much, Uber King. Um, this has been so, yeah, 
um, it, it, it went to places that, that um, we hadn't gone with guests a lot. Um, so this is, this is great. Then I don't know about you, but I feel like we, we've done justice to, to, to the journey. Um, yes, we have. We can move on to the next segment of the show. So guys, hold up as we move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. <laughs> so, positive magicians, welcome to Magical Feedback. We're laughing because we don't know how we're going to give to our, our little nuggets. I have so many. I have so many. I'm just You know what one. we're going to do today? Um, Vangile, I'm going to have you start because I need to collect myself. I am oh so breathless. Oh my gosh. I am so breathless so, from what he has given us. What's your number one takeaway? Oh, my number one for me, honestly and truly, is about the family dynamics and the beliefs within the family and how they can trip us up around money if we don't resolve those beliefs, right? Absolutely. It's not the end of the world not to, uh, to have these beliefs. Because like Ubergang said, family, it just gives us what they know, right? Yeah. After all, our mothers and our grandmothers often grew up in the church. They don't know any better, you know? So they have, or they grew up with the belief that it's hard work, right? Like that hard work is the way forward and all these things. So, but the thing is how he spoke about how just when he would go into that space, how it would affect him and trip him up and how it led directly to sabotage. And he would constantly be thinking, it's like, I, you're making too much money. It's wrong. You know, you can't yeah. make so much money yeah. because everyone, when he's coming to the family, <laughs> like how he said, they would read him the scriptures instead of celebrating him and saying, yo, you're doing incredible. Keep going and really wanting to really support him on the journey. So just being aware that this is something to really work through and that we can't outrun these beliefs and hope that if we make too much money, they will just disappear. In fact, the more money that we make, what often happens is the more our beliefs come to the surface and are highlighted to us. Yeah. So the more they are exposed to us and we should be willing to work, on, uh, to work through them and heal them, heal ourselves okay. as well. I like that. Miso, what's like, yours? Well, at least you were able to articulate it. I knew there was something <sighs> so deep and huge that he was sharing. My, my, my takeaway actually follows on yours. Have a look at the 14 and 15-year-old who was dreaming about being wealthy. All right? And I think yeah. that's exactly where it all starts. When we dream about wealth for ourselves, and it is the big house and the C-class that is packed there. Can you see the limited number of whys or the, limit, the limitation of this yeah. big dream of being wealthy if it ends with one house and a C-class? That's, yeah. that's your upper limit. 
right? Yes. It will end there. And every time, every time you get to the C plus and the yes. first B counts, then then you're done, right? So I yeah. And on my breakthrough with Dr. John DiMartini, he said, yeah. he gave us an exercise which I still haven't completed since November. We are supposed wow. to write 200 reasons why we want $200 million, right? Get me, yeah. not 200 million rands, $200 million. He says, if you do not have yeah. 200 reasons for wanting so much money that you can't even count, that money has yeah. no reason coming to you. Or if it comes to you, yeah. it has no reason yeah. to stay. Yeah. So the 14-year-old wow. was perfect in dreaming. But what perfectly yeah. happened was as well, he got to the house yeah. in the C-class. And every time you get to the C-class, money disappears. Must You've arrived. Yeah. You don't yeah, have the you other remind me of a video with... Exactly. Right. Yeah, you remind me of a video that Lisa Nichols did and she was explaining what happened to her when she made when she started when making she a million dollars, right? Yeah. So when she made her million dollars, she said she'd get to she started making she set this goal to make a million dollars and then she would just get to September make a million and then business would be closed from September onwards because she's reached her goal, <laughs> right? And then she'd get to June Business would shut down because, well, I've reached my goal. She could not fathom that every year the business needs to, business is something that remains open all the time, not just because you've reached your goal, you know? But yeah. I think this, again, speaks to yeah. our limits. And, you know, she yeah. also talks about where she comes from in yeah. her upbringing. So yeah. people don't even make that much money. And so why, for us, that's like, of course, that's where I would stay, you know? Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. my second takeaway, Nizo, mm -hmm. uh, your video is off. I'm not sure why. <laughs> so, because yeah, I, was reaching, like, I was reaching for my charger of the laptop. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> so, so, let's go. What's your number two? Mm -hmm. is exactly what I was talking about with Lisa Nichols was that he kept saying like one of the saddest things for him was he had no people to talk to, to get oh. advice from, oh. you know? And I feel like that is so heartbreaking. Yeah. We always talk about the tribe, but if they, cause I think um, I was reading one of our guests witnesses uh, posts. So witnesses on episode 37 and yeah. Uh, in one of his Facebook posts, he shared that when he started making lots of money, he had to go find someone who was making that much money to help him exactly. manage financial expansion. Exactly. Because he, yeah. he, there was no one around him. He, and he says, everyone around me understood how to manage limited money, like understood how to deal with no money. But no Thousand. one around me knew how to manage having more than enough and lots of money. So I had to go find someone who would teach me how to now manage this new way of being and how to be in this way of being, Absolutely. you know? And I Absolutely. think this is so, so powerful, you know? So it's powerful. such an important thing and we don't even think about it. So I feel like, this concept of a tribe, guys, is not something that we are just 
saying. You know, yeah. I think you keep hearing from our investors how like they have mentors, how they have people who have walked this path before them to help them. And that is what is helping them grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, my second takeaway is about the tribe again, um, then yeah. because you, you, you covered a different aspect. So mm -hmm. Ubergen was in, 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 in a big accounting firm when he worked, but who does he work yeah. with? He works in a place yeah. where he cannot share personally in the same way, where he can be totally mm -hmm. authentic, where he can totally be authentic about his fears and about the fact yeah. that you know, I've got two million rents in the bank. He was yeah. in, he grew up in a time where black people yeah. just couldn't own that much money, right? Yes. So it yes. was systematically placed that you yeah. wouldn't have so much money. So I can imagine he couldn't even share that he has a side hustle of doing accounting yeah. for other people. Secondly, yeah. he couldn't share that he has found this liquidated estate where he has got plots, 140 plots. How could yeah. he do that? How many black young men were in KPMG yeah. at the time? We still struggle with oh. numbers and representation to this day. So you can imagine what that means. And when we talk about tribe, there will be your formal tribe in your business where you've got yeah. the inside, you've got the bond originator, yep. you've got the estate agent. But I've got my informal tribe when I want to, when I'm gushing with excitement, I just send <laughs> Van a voice note to say, Van, this is And he, we, we get breathless and we can do that. Yeah. And, and, we can, and, and, and then I will tell her, I'm going to calm down. I need to get into this meeting. And, but I have had a time to explore yes. and to say yes. and when I call Trolli and send Trolli a voice note, yeah. sometimes she's at work, she'll see it at 5 p.m. And by the time she calls yeah. me and she's like, Mr. Bam, how did it go? You know, there is someone yeah. informally as well yes. who is just going to to, to, to be with my excitement, yeah. to be with my disappointments, to be with my yeah. tears. So a tribe is a lot of things and there are yes. different various types of tribe. I remember I tell this to my nephews yeah. all the time. That, wow, me so. You know, that like when this is Obama, a sermon, like I yes. want to just click and just say, wow, just that. That's it. Because when Obama became uh, when Obama became president, apparently, Michelle yeah. Obama shares about this, that she was very clear about her role as the spouse as the first lady yes. in the background, the yes. person who draws him back to the dinner table to come and share a sandwich with. But she was very clear yes. that you are getting yourself a coach for the yeah. president. Oh, wow. I am telling you, Wow. Robbins was on the back and call of Obama. For me, guys, I have got no wow. I want, because you've never, you've never presided before. You are a black president. In yeah. the history of America, yes. of course. How are you going to thrive? Somebody. I have never been on this path before. This is what I say to people. That's this it. is why I have That's two it. coaches that I work with every That's week. It. I have never been on this path before. No. You know? It's no. like, I don't know. Like, it's not like it's, 
And now yeah. it's become my normal. But when I started traveling, building a business, doing all these things, deciding that I was going to do it cash, all these things, these are things I knew nothing about. There was no one no. else in my circle that I no. could tap into no. and ask. Right, no. there were people, there were family members who were living abroad and working abroad. But what I wanted to do was to pack and move and build a business and have a team. And 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 you yeah. need someone who can hold that space and help you That's figure it. out what you don't know, That's you it. don't know, yeah. right? So, and it just makes everything happen so much easier. Easier. So she. Can, and wow, can, as for Obama, my God, we had two coaches, not one, two. Wow, that's what two. I'm talking about. Because when when but they Mizo, you yourself have a coach as well. I have two. Right? I have I have three coaches, because yeah. the property journey requires its own coach. I have yes. got my life coach where when the tears come and everything yeah. falls apart, I have got someone yeah. to say it has happened. Mm. Life is happening to yeah. me, and because <laughs> life happens to the best of us, there is yes. no way. There are days where I just send my coach and say, I'm in pain, can't talk right now. Just hold yeah. space for me. And that's sometimes that's all I need. Yeah. I'm in the wealthy money, yeah. group, the money uh, wealthy money magician uh, uh, group. Because that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what you notice that you are not yeah. you are not going to expand with the same mentality yeah. that you you know, when we were at university, all we wanted was to, when I get when I get out of here, I want to drive a city golf. I've driven the city <laughs> golf and the GTI. Come on, right? So when, when I want to go into the bigger league, I need some yeah. other kind of coaching because my mother has not seen this. All she knows yes. is that my child is doing well. She's got a house yes. in the for our family yeah. and it can put a ceiling that is where it ends and yeah so i'm oh my I'm, gosh I'm, this I'm, these takeaways that you're sharing today fire fire i love it so my last takeaway is exactly on the heels of that was how Uba King was so clear because he has seen himself expand and do the practical things plus as an accountant that the problem was not the money you know, yeah. he even says that the problem was not even the money owed by the properties and not no. the properties. And no. he says, the problem was me and my subconscious beliefs, right? So I feel like that again is right there that, guys, I don't know how often I, I can say this, but I'm going to keep saying it forever and ever, you know, which is, it is never about the money. And I know yes, that I all of us believe that, if we do the practical work around property and do the passive income, et cetera, et cetera, it will just, our money issues will be sorted. But I think we keep hearing from all our guests about how they did the inner work, how they went for mentoring, how they dug deeper and went on this journey. And I think there is a very, very deep reason for that is that with every expansion, you realize that no man, Something is just not clicking the way I thought it would. Like, I know all the practical things, but the click is just not happening. What Absolutely. is going on? Absolutely. And eventually it comes back to what is it about me? What is it that I'm believing right now that is stopping the expansion process? And I just Absolutely. love that. I Absolutely. love that Uba so, Gang spoke about this. <laughs> 
So it's been an incredible journey. My last takeaway is 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 what he the gift that he is giving to to the property magicians. We're going to find a way to share it with you. He has mm. written a small book that he encourages all of us to read. It's called The Right Entity to Minimize Your Tax or I don't know to minimize your mm. tax exposure. I think that's what it's called. We will Anyhow, share it in the in the in email, the, guys, as the, the newsletter. If yeah. you are seeing this and watching this, go on there. There is a link that says click here to download the free ebook. Click on that Absolutely. link and it will take you to download the ebook. Absolutely. It's in that so, email. So the gifting as well, the gifting of yeah. a tax expert, the very little things. And I would imagine now Ubagang understands that I'm not a tax expert. I know that I need to pay my taxes, which yeah. I but he will have written it in a language that a property magician yeah. is able to translate so that when people tell you all sorts of big things, you've got your little Bible that you can refer yeah. to. Yeah. So that's, that's, oh. that's, that's, that's it's I'm been so excited. <laughs> it's been so incredible. Let's move it on is. to the next segment of the show. Shall we? Yep. Now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. So, property magicians, we're doing this with Uma King again. We've done it before, and we hope that he, have to, he has different answers for us. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have Misa start us off on the first question on the journey to magical expansion. Obakeng, have you got a new book that changed your life, you know, as you were going mm. through these different phases of, of your life? One or two, it's still five. Mm. I have one book. Which one's that? It is. Okay. Ah, money. Money mastered the game. Okay. okay. By, Tony, By Robbins. Tony Robbins. By Tony Robbins. That's the one. Okay. Ah, okay. Wow. I've that's a new one on the show. About it. I've only seen a YouTube about it. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Master the game. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I've never read it either. Uh, no, I've never. Is there any reason yeah. why, particularly that one, Uba Gang? Uh, what, what, what Tony has done in this book, he, yeah. he has interviewed, uh, he has interviewed people. All uh, different yeah. people. Different yeah. people. And so you don't, you, you, what you get from this book is it's not only Tony talking about this, he also mm. experiences of other people. Uh, yeah. And what I see lots of teachers doing is that we, we like to learn from other people. So, this, so that's one of the things that I like about this book as well. Okay. Wow. Okay, so Uwe Kang, what is it that keeps you inspired? What keeps me inspired is really the desire to see brown people becoming billionaires. Uh, I know personally, I do not have all the answers as to how brown people will become billionaires. But for me personally, it's a personal thing. I love watching the list of billionaires on Forbes. And I always ask myself the question, when Africa is such a rich continent, why is it that the list of billionaires is dominated by people that are not of African descent? Why is it that the billionaires list is dominated by people that are not brown people? Whereas 
we as brown people from this rich continent, we should be a lot on that list. So that is what wakes me up in the morning every day to say, how can I change this? So in all the things I do, teachings, webinars, trainings, that is my desire. That's what keeps me up. That, that's what wakes me up in the morning. That's what keeps me up at night. Okay. All righty. I like that. I like that very much. So, Ubakyang, um, what do you wish you had known long before, before this time? What do you, do you wish someone had told you either about property or about life? I, I, I would say about life. What I wish I had known when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I had known the truth about the inner God in me. Okay. Say the truth about the inner God in me or the truth about God or the truth about life. Yeah. I, look, I look at my life when I was 15 to say that I had the incorrect understanding. And, and even as I'm saying this, I must, I must also mention with caution or, or saying, I do, not, I do not blame my parents, I do not blame my church at all. I love my parents, I love my church. And we shared earlier this, before this conversation that when I look at my pastors, my friends, my parents, we all come from the same historical disadvantaged background. Absolutely. So I understand where my pastors came from. I understand where my parents came from. But to answer your question very briefly, what is it that I wish I had known? I wish I had known the truth about life. I, had, I wish I had known the truth about the power that I have uh, and the, the idealization, the conceptualization of God. I wish I knew the true definition of this conceptualization of this entity that we call God. God, Buddha, whatever you want to call this power. Call it the divine, yeah. yeah. I wish it yes. Yeah, yeah, so that yes. it doesn't affect your money story in the way it does. Okay, that's yeah. very, that's so, very powerful. Mm -hmm. It is actually. So, Ubakein, you've told us what you wish you, you to learn in property in the last um, a podcast that we did with you, but I am so much more interested in the money work, your relationship with money, what do you wish you would, um, what do you still think you need to learn or change in your relationship with money and how you relate to money uh, in the future? Uh, I, one area that I, I believe I, I'm okay, I believe I'm, I'm comfortable with, with money, I believe I need to, let's talk about the area that I wish I could learn. I, I believe there's always room for learning and understanding, and I believe that I can, I can do better in my relationship with money. Uh, yeah. At the moment, yes, I'm comfortable working with millions. I, I'm looking forward to the time when I'm comfortable working with billions. Yeah. I, I know this is all energy, this is all vibration, and I'm saying... You, you know, millions today, million here, two million, ten million here and there. So the issue of millions, I'm very comfortable with. But yeah. I'm going to expand into growing to being comfortable, even with billions. The billions. Yes. I love that. I yeah, love that. very beautiful. <laughs> okay. And your last one, your last one. So, um, having given us that. Is there any resource that you would like to share with the property magicians? They probably will have listened to the accounting web, um, 
podcast that you had done before, is there a resource yeah. to do, a new resource that you'd like to share with them, a YouTube video, a podcast? What would you refer them to? I would, I would refer them to, I have a new book, a very small book that I've just written. I think I finished writing it two, three days ago. Wow. Uh, I, will, I will send that to you so that you will make it available. This book yeah. is, okay. what do I call it? I, I said, the right business entity to minimize your taxes. Oh, Isn't wow. It? I want that book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a very small, right? it's a very small wow. book. Email it to you. And the, okay. importance, the importance of this book for the property magicians. I know we yeah. touched on it briefly last time, but we're saying it's important that even as you look at growing your wealth using property, it's also important yeah. to plan well for taxes. Yes. It's important that property magicians minimize your tax expense. Because yes. when you minimize your tax expense, you enable your property wealth to grow. So I will email that. Yes. And I will, you, you can share it with our property magicians. Uh, Absolutely. And, yes. and, the, and don't be wow. modest about the YouTubes that you post over again. What, what, what can property magicians look for on YouTube? So yeah, on, on, what's your YouTube uh, handle? On YouTube, I have a, I have a few the videos. The name of your YouTube channel. Yeah, we have, this, this is a series of videos that we call them Build Your Own Economy. So okay. you can type that in, build your own economy, uh, or you can just type in my name, these videos will come up. But we have a, we have a nine-week program that we have made available for free. And the whole idea is we want to teach people, especially at this time, to say that the economy, you are responsible for your own economy. You cannot be looking at, uh, this company, that company, this government, the government, at, at that. But you, within yourself, you are responsible for building your economy. So whether you are poor, wherever you are, you are responsible for that economy. You should build it. Ah, yeah, yeah, guys. Yes. We, are wow. in, we are in it. Obageng, we are within. You have been, <laughs> you, have been, you have been such a generous guest and thank you for agreeing yeah. to come back here again because I just felt like the accounting podcast was just not enough. We needed yeah. this, this, this property journey. Yeah. And this podcast yeah. is about this. The successes, yes. the so-called failures yeah. and the recreation in the journey in your property journey this is what this yeah. podcast is about so thank you for understanding the mandate and thank you for for saying yes again to come into our yeah. podcast yeah thank I'm, you I'm so I'm much oh thank you very much so just for one last time before you hop off uh, can you please tell us how people can contact you the whatsapp and email yeah, both my WhatsApp and uh, my WhatsApp and contact number it's um, on the South African code plus two seven, and the yeah. number is zero eight two three double five three triple nine. So both WhatsApp and contact number. It's easier for people to contact me by WhatsApp because when yes. I'm going to meet, obviously my phone is off. But zero eight two three double five three triple nine, and my awesome. My email address, overking at cashinstitute.org. So email address, overking at cashinstitute.org. 
that is where I am reachable. Okay, cool. Re aleboha, home in a Thank you. Always such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Mizo. Thank you, Property Magicians. Tune in for the next podcast next week. Thank you for joining us for the Property Magicians podcast. Please share this episode with your family, friends, and even strangers. If you find this valuable, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Podbean Station. Or better yet, subscribe to our mailing list at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com and receive our complimentary Creating Intentional Wealth ebook. Also, join the conversation on Facebook in our Facebook group. Just type in Wealthy Money Magicians answer the questions and join the Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about money and all things property related. Thank you once again.